Welcome to the Walk With Me podcast. I'm Pastor Stephen Vaughn from the Vine Church in Chapel Hill, Tennessee, and I'm excited that you are walking with me. What we do each day is we look at about three chapters of Scripture that I'm just organically reading through in my time with the Lord, and we're going to discuss them for around 20 minutes. You're going to get the most out of this if you read these chapters individually, but hopefully together we'll be able to hear the voice of the Lord as we're meeting each day. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. Today's passage is from Psalm 147, 148, 149, and 150. We are going to do four chapters today, and uh, don't think we've ever done that, but I, I wanted to be able to uh, end our book uh, today and start uh, together next time in the book of Proverbs. Um, this is interesting for me, having a time of like going in and out of the Psalms, and you know, we've we're we're now gone from one to one fifty by the end of today, and it's interesting to me. I just want to add to it that the book of Psalms is the only book of the Bible that I actually I I live in Psalms. And what I mean by that is I I I never stop reading the Psalms. You know, there there, there might be a week or so or a month or whatever goes by, and I don't just find myself in in Deuteronomy or or Exodus or, you know, even the Gospel of Luke or something like that, just because the Bible is so big that I'm just, you know, finding myself, you know, organically in a certain place for a while. And, uh, but I want to say to it that for several years I have read a psalm a day. That I've, I've put that in, I've always put that into my, my Bible reading and I'll continue to do that. I won't talk about it on our podcast, but as we move on and go into the book of Proverbs, I will start back at Psalm 1, and I will read Psalm 1 um, along with three chapters in Proverbs. I won't talk about it but on our segment together, but I just wanted to kind of put that I just wanted to kind of put that in your ear just to understand that's how much I think of the Psalms, and I feel as though um, they put our, uh, they correctly position us uh, for praise. They put us in the posture of thanksgiving, and uh, which is so difficult for us sometimes. And so I like to start my day off with a psalm. I'll do Psalm 1, and the next day I'll do Psalm 2. And I, I go through the full book of Psalms at least two or three times a year. And, uh, and it's just for, it's just for that reason. And then I'll continue back, you know, back at one. And, uh, so as we're exiting, I just wanted to encourage you to not exit, to, to linger, to continue to be, uh, reading a Psalm a day and just letting it, letting it put you into that posture of, of praise. Uh, and then, uh, you know, go, go throughout your day living in that, in that state. Uh, so yeah, that being said, let's let's cover these four chapters today. So Psalm one forty seven says, "Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant." Amen. It is pleasant. Some some um, some translators have that as, "For He is beautiful," and I love that too. It, it is good to sing praises to our God, for He is beautiful, and a song of praise is fitting. He's worthy of it. He deserves it. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. 
He gathers the outcast of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted, amen, and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of stars, and he gives to all of them their names. You know, science is slow. Okay, the real definition of what science even is, is people just trying to catch up and and put names and titles and statistics on uh, what God has already spoke into existence. That's what science is. And and they're late to the party, okay, on just about everything. And and that's okay because, you know, uh, they they, uh, are God's ways and his his, um, works are so majestic and amazing for as long as we're on this planet we're going to be we're going to continue to be late in figuring out how awesome he is and this is one of those examples where for years they thought they could figure out how many stars there were in the sky and and uh, just in the last you know 100 years they finally said you know we can't we can't number them there there there's too many <laughs> there's billions and, and and then there's other galaxies and there's billions there and and we have even in our day and age and the technology that we have that we still can't number the stars and so you, you know it says here though he determines the number of the stars that just says right there god is bigger and greater than anything i can imagine and he knows things that no one else will ever know and uh, he even gives to all of them their names oh man billions of stars he knows their names. Billions and billions and billions of stars, and he knows he he knows their names. I mean, there's eight billion people on the planet right now. He knows every one of our names too. God is just so much bigger than we are. And it and it hurts our brain. You know, and sometimes, and sometimes we think we got them figured out. You know, sometimes we think we got our situation figured out. And then you gotta remember, well, I could have God figured out, and I could have my situation figured out, except for the fact that I'm talking about the God who knows every star's name, the God who knows every person's name, who ha- is living or who has ever lived. We can't come up with that number either, by the way. No one has the ability, you know, God gave the promise to Abraham, your descendants will, you know, be like the grains of the sand, like you won't even be able to count them. We also can't, we also have no count on how many people have lived. There's 8 billion people, we think, living now. That's just now, guys. (laughs) You know, we're talking about, you know, for for thousands of years. You know, it's just crazy. God is so big. So just remember that into your city. You know, you think, well, how does that really help me? I'm I'm dealing with depression, you know. How does that really help me? My marriage is on the rocks, you know. How does that really help me? My money's tight. Just remember that your, 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 your equation isn't, you plus your circumstance equals the outcome. You know, that's that is depressing. I get that. Your 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 situation, the equation that you find yourself in this morning is the same as mine. You plus your situation plus the God who knows every star's name equals whatever he decides it you know what i'm saying like that that changes the equation because that's where the worry comes from that's where the fear comes from is when you start looking at the situation going well me plus this situation equals you know failure bankruptcy divorce you know whatever you know you start putting in that but we, we forget that the missing variable is the god who knows the stars names 
Man, he's in this. Goodness, he can fix the marriage. He can fix the broken finances. He can restore a business that's on. He can give you a brand new career. He can bless your womb and give you children. He can bless your children. He can draw back your prodigal child. He can, he can restore your hope. He can give you a twinkle in your eye again. Give you zeal. Give you passion. Give you love. Give you healing in your body. You know, people get so stuck on doctrinal stuff, you know, like, well, I don't know if I really believe that God can still heal. I don't know if he, well, he knows every star's name. I think he can take away your arthritis. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's, there's no limit to him, right? He does, now there's also no limit to his wisdom. So he does things in his own good timing. Okay. So it's definitely, it's definitely a variable that we can't predict, I don't, I, I'm not like, well, me plus God equals, you know, $150,000 a year because, you know, I claim it in the name of Jesus. Like, no, 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 no. God is a variable that is, uh, we're incapable of understanding. Here's the, here's the promise though. Me plus God equals infinitely more that I could ask for or imagine. Amen. So I don't know what it's going to look like. Because sometimes you'd be let down in that way too. Because you think, well, you know, God's in this, so I'm gonna, you know, uh, uh, God's in this, so so I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm gonna be, you know, totally healed of this thing in three days because God's in this. Well, you know, you can believe by faith, but God's got a good plan for whatever's going on here, and it's actually going to end up being infinitely more than you could ask for. Imagine He is going to heal you. I believe that in the name of Jesus. Anyone that whose body or mind is hurting, He is going to heal you. I, in the name of Jesus, I believe it. Um, but it's probably going to, it's not probably, it's going to be infinitely more than you could ask for or imagine. And so you might think, well, the best I could ask for or imagine is that right now, listening to this podcast, that my, my knees quit hurting, my back quits hurting, my elbow quits hurting. I just, you know, well, I pray for it in the name of Jesus right now. And if you didn't experience it just then, guess what? Hmm. I guess he's got something better in mind. And I can't tell you what that is, but that, 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 that's hope. You know what I'm saying? That's, that, that's what we have in Christ, is that that missing variable is the maker of the heavens and the earth, the one who has the hairs on my head numbered and the stars he knows by name. You know what I'm saying? So I have hope. I have faith. I have a reason to believe that, that infinitely more than I could ask for or imagine is always around the bend. And I gotta quit preaching because I'm trying to cover four chapters today, and I've barely made it a few verses in. Right, so here we go. Uh, great is our Lord, Amen, and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. Hey, I'm glad I already talked about that. The Lord lifts up the humble; He casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares rain for the earth. You know, it goes down to say, but the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him. He, does, he says, he doesn't delight in the strength of the horse, nor his pleasure in the legs of man. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him and those who hope in his steadfast love. The Lord is pleased by people who have a reverent fear of him. What that means is they respect him. They respect him. They have reverence for him. Okay? And those who have hope in his steadfast love. You know, as a father, I, I, I get that. You know what I mean? I, I don't know that I did get it. And I know I don't totally, I haven't totally got it, but I'm getting it. Because as a father, you want your, you want, you really want those two things really out of your children, to be honest with you. You want them to respect you. 
because you, because you have you have their best in mind. And if they don't fear you in the way of having a healthy respect for you, like listening to the words that come out of your mouth, it's very difficult to have a relationship with them. Right? And and and, and because you know more than they do. I know more than my children. I do. I don't know more than everybody, but I know more. I got I got a better understanding about what's going on than they do. And I need them to listen to me. So I need them to respect me. I need them to fear me. And I need them to hope in my love. I need them to believe and have rest and peace. That dad's got my best interest in mind. And his love is immovable. Meaning they, they don't ever think that I don't love them. I need my children to know that I will never stop loving them. That it's steadfast. That it's anchored into the ground. And that they can never do anything wrong that will make me not love them. So, so God is saying here, I need you to respect me. Listen to the words that I say. I take pleasure in that. I'm pleased when you listen to me. And when you trust that, that I, I have good in store for you. And that you're never going to do anything to make me quit loving you. I take pleasure in that. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For he strengthens the bars of your gates. He blesses your children within you. He makes peace in your borders. He fills you with the finest of wheat. He sends out his command to the earth. His word runs swiftly. He gives snow like wool. You know, and it just amazing. And he goes down and he says, He has not dealt with any other nation like this. They don't even know his rules. Okay? Praise the Lord. Meaning, he's dealt bountifully to me. To us. You know, and that's reason for acknowledgement and praise. Look around at your life. You'll see it. If you've been walking with the Lord for a little while, look around you. He's dealt well with you, right? Compared to other people, he's blessed you. I'm not saying it's been easy. I'm not saying it's been perfect. But he's, he's, he's been dealing bountifully with you. And I, I don't know you, but I can say that confidently because I know God, right? And so one, 148 says, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For He commanded and they were created. He goes on to say, um, you know, talking about kings of the earth, mountains and hills, young men, old men, children. Let everyone praise the Lord. You know, he has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all his saints. Let the people who of Israel who are near to him praise the Lord. It's a, a, just an amazing commission of just, hey guys, he's worthy. Let's praise him. I know we've been talking for 148 Psalms now about this same concept, but we don't get it. We, we, I'll say it like I said it a second ago. We, we're getting it, but we don't, we don't got it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, because if we if we were to get it, we would start doing it. You know, that's something I'm, I've been following the Lord for, for a little while. And that's something I'm still trying to get is, is how much I need to praise him. And a lot of these Psalms we're talking about today, it talks about praise and it talks about humility. And it talks about praise and it talks about humility. And then it talks about the pride, the, the proud. And I just, I just want to say to you, say to us as we're exiting, you know, that praise is the secret weapon for humility. Okay, the, word, the Bible says humble yourself. Sometimes that's hard to even understand. How could I do that? How could I humble myself? Well, one of the best ways to humble yourself is by praising God. Because the very action 
of praise is bowing low and lifting him high. And that humbles me and that exalts him. And so, you know, we need to be people that, that, that I mean, you, you need to start singing a song. I mean, I'm serious. You got to start singing a song, you know, in your car, you know, step outside and sing. You know, David didn't, didn't hold back his praise. Like, oh, I just can't wait till Sunday because they're going to break out that lyre. And when they break out that harp and that lyre, oh, man, I'm about to break it out to the Lord. I'm going to start praising him. No, 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 no. It was like 1.30 in the afternoon. And David said, where's my harp? The Lord's worthy. Come on, angels. Come on, mountains. <laughs> right? And so we've got to be people that are, that are about praising God. And, uh, and so it, it, uh, it's not as hard as you think to exalt God all the time. Because currently you, you already uh, spend a lot of days exalting your problems. So so your shoulders are already in good shape because you're already used to carrying. You're, you're already used to exalting. You're already used to lifting. you got big strong arms because you're always lifting and carrying and exalting of all this other stuff. Now you just got to change the subject matter. You know, God, you're so good. God, you're so good. You know, just start saying that. God, you're so good. God, you're so good, you're so good to me. I apologize for the singing in the last few days. <laughs> but I don't know how to go through the book of Psalms and not sing a little bit. But I mean, just start singing that. Let, let that just be your song today. Man, that's powerful. You know, and then you, you go on. And I hope that's kind of stuck in your head now. Because let's just sing that today together. You know, a little later on in the day, you're washing dishes. God. You're so good. Man, there's so much power in praise. So much power in praise. It just exalts him. It humbles me. And um, 149. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise in the assembly of the godly. Let Israel be glad in his maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing, making melody to him with tambourine and lyre. Have you ever just danced for the Lord? Hey, listen to me real quick. Don't don't die before you've danced before the Lord. I'm serious. Get Go dance before Him. I, I get it. You may not want to do that on Sunday morning. I understand it. I feel it. I get you. Um, it's uncomfortable. Uh, but it's okay. It's okay to be uncomfortable, A. But B, why don't, you just, why don't you just go close, why don't you just go in your bedroom and close the door and just, when you're singing that song before Him, just start moving around. Just start to lift your hands, start to move your feet. Yeah, it'll feel silly. And you know what? I guarantee you it'll put a smile on your face. It will put a smile on your face. You will be laughing. At first, you'll be laughing at yourself going, I am an idiot, right? And you know what? That's the whole point. We take ourselves way too seriously. We need to get back to the heart of children again. Oh, they don't care. They don't care at all. My kids are running around here dancing and singing you know, all the time. And you know what? They're so happy. We take ourselves too seriously. We need to dance before the Lord. We need to sing before the Lord. Come on, we need this. Okay, this is my favorite verse of the day. Actually, I'm going to write this one down and meditate on it today. I love this. Let the high praises of God be in their throats and two-edged swords in their hands. Ooh, isn't that good? Let the high praises of God be in their throats and two-edged swords in their hands. I love that. You want to know how to have a successful life? That's it right there. Let the praise of God stay in your throat. 
and let the two-edged sword, which is the Word of God, be in your hands. I just, I just think about that, and I think, man, I just kind of want to put that to the test. I just don't. Can you even imagine having a bad day when all you did was exalt God, worship God, and just, and then just stay in the Word? I mean, that is just powerful. That you're going to trample over every enemy. That's what it says here, too. You're going to execute vengeance on the nations, punishment on the peoples, bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute on them judgment. This is honor for all his godly ones. And we know, we know the warfare has changed now. We know that warfare is not as physical. It's not physical like it used to be. You know, the enemy is not really working through physical people in the way of uh, altercations like that of like David and Goliath. You know, it still does happen, but... Well, what he's moved into is a lot more subtle. Spiritual warfare has moved into the air, so to, so to speak. Okay, and so that, that's why Jesus didn't, when Jesus came, he, he never faced a physical battle. Right? Matter of fact, he said, if someone hits you on one side of your face, just offer the other also. The sort of battle that he faced was in Matthew chapter 4 in the desert with Jesus trying to tempt him. That's the battle that we fight now. And you know how he fought it? Come on with praise in his throat and the two-edged sword in his hands. He spoke the word of God over, over, and over, and the enemy fleed. And that's how we do it, too. I know I'm going over on time, but you've got to give me a little grace. I am doing four chapters today and also uh, preaching a lot. <laughs> so I love that verse. But then it goes on, 150, last psalm. Here we go. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in, in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds. It goes on to say, well, actually, I better just read the whole thing. It's short. Praise him uh, according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with sounding symbols. Praise him with loud clashing symbols. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, it's kind of funny you have psalms like that in the Bible and you got people uptight about music. And that, <laughs> it just cracks me up. I'm not judging them. I'm just saying it's just funny to me, you know, to read these kind of psalms. And, you know, uh, as music gets, gets, you know, more quote-unquote contemporary, it's funny how many people are still so tied to the organ or whatever, you know, acapella or a hymnal or whatever. You know, it's just funny because I think I think the Bible's pretty clear, uh, ex extraordinarily clear in the fact that it's like, well, what kind of praise do we want to give God? We want to give Him everything. Oh my goodness, everything. I want to just, somebody give, give Him a cowbell. I mean, let's just worship Him because He's worthy of it. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, and um, th there should be such a desire in us to just grab a hold of anything, uh, a keyboard, uh, a triangle. Somebody praise the Lord. You know what I'm saying? It's just da give Him a dance. Start moving your body around. He is worthy of it. You know, it's not for the pleasure of our ears. It's not so we can sound trendy or cool or like pop or like what's on the radio. It's just because I want to, I want to, I want to give him praise and worship. And it says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And the most important thing, uh, the most important instrument of praise is you, church. That is the most important instrument of praise. 